1: And a good Monday to everybody. Boy, we have a lot to talk about? We wrap up the uh, football weekend. We got the Kings and the Timberwolves in about an hour. And, of course, uh, your phone calls right here on Listen app. Just had a really good show with Sean Salisbury. And then Ryan joined me to talk about the Kings. Uh, I want to hear from you today. I mean, we can talk about the officiating. We can talk about how bad Tony Romo was. We can talk about how great Greg Olson was. We can talk about, you know, the injury to Brock Purdy. Now we know he's going to be out at least six months. I mean, it was a disaster for the 49ers yesterday. There's just no other way to say it. It was an absolute disaster. Uh, I may be in the minority, but I don't feel sorry for Joseph Osai. I mean, his play was stupid. I talk about this every week. I talked about this on Friday. You know that in championship games, you could not be committing, you know, 15-yard penalties of that magnitude. You just can't do it. Uh, Again, I spent Friday's show talking about that and on my podcast. You just can't do it. Plain and simple. You know, I mean, I'm not wishing any harm on the guy. I don't wish that, you know, this follows him forever and he can't, you know, but, but I don't feel sorry for him. His play was stupid, all right? Plain and simple, it was stupid. You know, as far as the 49ers go, the second Brock Purdy got hurt, the game was over. And you can be critical of the, you know, not challenging early in the game on Smith's reception, but they still would have lost the game. All right, the minute Brock Purdy's heard, the game's over. You think you're going to beat the Philadelphia Eagles, a really, really good football team with a fourth-string quarterback? I mean, come on. The game is over. It's just bad luck. There's no other way to say it. It is bad, bad luck. And so you have the Eagles, you have the Chiefs, and we can talk about whatever you want today. All right, Kings and Timberwolves tonight. And Kings looked to bounce back after losing by seven on Saturday night. Rudy Gobert at the moment still questionable. Then you got the officiating. You know, we saw the horrible no call at the end of the game. It's hard to believe that the officials could miss that. Now, I know that there are those of you that think LeBron James traveled. He did not travel. All right. Uh, The gather of the dribble was... I know it looks like a travel and trust me, I have been in NBA officials meetings where we all as announcers, they show us video and they go, is this a travel or is this not a travel? And all of the announcers in the league say, yes, that's a travel. And then they tell us it's not a travel. And then they explain it. It Doesn't make sense to me, but I'm just telling you. But as far as the no call, you can't miss a call like that at the end of a game. We've seen it with the Kings this year on multiple occasions. We've seen it with the Blazers and the Suns on a you know blatant travel call. We've seen, the officials are having a bad year, okay? They're having a really bad year, and the NFL officials continue to be bad. The officiating yesterday was awful. It's embarrassing. It's absolutely embarrassing for the league. All right, so there are our topics, all right? I want to hear from you. And why don't we start with uh, some phone calls and we'll get to Connor. Connor, how are you today? You'll be our leadoff man.
2: Doing good, Grant. How are you? I'm good, buddy. Yeah, so I'll start with the NBA. I mean, I don't know how you can miss a call of that magnitude at the end of the game and stuff. I mean, obviously, I mean, the Lakers feel like they've had a couple games taken from them and stuff. But something that stuck out to me was LeBron said, in the post game interview, that the late game no calls only happened to him and the Lakers. I mean, what a bunch of bullshit that is to see. I mean, what's oh my happening God. to the Kings? I mean, the Tyler travel, the the Kevin Herter no foul call. I mean, he's
1: what does delusional.
2: He think? I mean, I know he's delusional. He's he's upset at the end of the game and everything, but I mean, you really have to say something so idiotic,
1: stupidity. I mean, there's I don't even have any I don't even have a response to it other than he's delusional.
2: Yeah. And then I saw I think Sean brought it up on the YouTube show. I mean, I've seen a lot of people talking about it. I mean, what do you think about doing postgame interviews for officials to explain why or why not they made a call? I mean, you think I mean, that seems like it could improve, like the clarity on a lot of these missed calls and stuff.
1: I agree with you. You know, they do that with a pool reporter now on ejections and things of that nature, but maybe they ought to expand that. I'm with you. I mean, uh, I think that we as sports fans, especially with the amount of money that, you know, is being used on gambling, you know, I think fans have a right to know what's going on.
2: Yeah, and going to the NFL, I mean, the Niners-Eagles game, I agree it was over when Purdy got injured. I mean, you can't expect some fourth-string guy to just come in and, like, run an offense and keep him in the game and stuff, but I mean, I've... I've heard a lot of people talking about, like, the Niners are going to have a big quarterback competition and stuff in the offseason. I mean, obviously, Purdy's hurt now. But if Purdy's healthy, how can anybody else be the starter? I mean, it makes no sense to me.
1: They wouldn't. They wouldn't. Trey Lance is not going to be the starter if Purdy's healthy, period. So I'm with you 100%. I I don't understand that as well. Uh, But now we don't know. I mean, this is a serious injury. Surgery, six months is the recovery time. So you do the math. February, March, April, May, June, July. That is now at the start of camp, but that doesn't mean you just walk onto the field and start throwing 60-yard passes. So this is going to be very sketchy for the 49ers.
2: Yeah, and then last thing revolving that game before we get to the AFC Championship, I mean, what a disgrace it is, I mean, as a Giants fan, to see the Empire State building in Eagles colors. I mean, that's just embarrassing. I mean, I was shocked.
1: It's awful and they got destroyed for it i mean they got absolutely destroyed by it by all the tabloids in new york all of the businesses the giants they got destroyed for it it's it's embarrassing there's just no other way to say it and then to cover their ass you know after the chiefs won they changed the colors to the to red and white for the chiefs you know because they knew that they had made such a blunder so it's embarrassing there's no other way to say it
2: yeah that was awful and then getting to the Chiefs Bengals game i mean Start with talking about Tony Romo and stuff. I mean, I haven't really listened to a lot of his calls and stuff. I mean, I watched most of that game. And, I mean, things he says, like a lot of people say he just states the obvious. I mean, Mahomes fumbled that ball in the end of the third quarter. And he's like, I think that's going to be a fumble, Jim. I mean, like, obviously. God. I mean, I don't know. Like, And he always tries to, like, explain everything perfectly, like, right up until the second that a play starts. I mean, Nance has no time to really, like, make he's a awful. good call and stuff because he's all over He's
1: awful. Uh, he's he's an embarrassment to CBS, in my opinion. That's how bad he is.
2: Yeah, and then the end of that third quarter. I mean, that was a pretty, a lot of bad football. I mean, the Chiefs had that fumble. They had a holding penalty. They had a taunting penalty, and then at the end of the game, you had Eli Apple with a terrible penalty, which was kind of good to see as a Giants fan. Yeah, but yep. I mean, it was a pretty sloppy game.
1: Yeah, and how do you call a taunting penalty in an AFC Championship game like that? I mean, cause it's just. The, the league's got an issue; they got to fix that.
2: Yeah, I hundred percent agree. And then, in terms of, there was another play where the the Chiefs got like a redo of a third down and stuff like. Yes, they got a redo situation.
1: Yeah, again, it's just a real blunder. It's just a real blunder that it, that they don't notice that the clock's running until right as the ball's being snapped. Again, it's a mistake. The officials just had a horrible weekend. There's no other way to say it. Horrible. Now, fortunately. That sequence didn't really cost the Bengals because they got a sack, then they had a penalty, then they stopped them on the next play. Uh, so they punted anyway. But still, it's just a bad look for the NFL.
2: Yeah. And then talking about this Super Bowl matchup, I know a lot of people, like, I don't know, for some reason, they don't think the Eagles are like the real deal and stuff. I mean, I know like their path to the Super Bowl, I mean, they beat the Giants and then they beat the Niners with all those issues. But I mean, they did it comfortably, and it's not their fault that they're they don't get to hand pick the teams that they're playing to prove themselves to everyone. So I mean, I they think won thirteen games game. this
1: year. They won thirteen games in a regular season this year.
2: Yeah, and then I mean, okay,
1: and the they lost Super two Bowl, games without their quarterback.
2: Yeah, in the Super Bowl, I think that I mean the Eagles obviously are a much more talented all around team, but I mean it's going to come down to Patrick Mahomes versus basically the Eagles' defense. I mean, I think that's where the game's going to be won or lost.
1: Yeah, we'll talk a lot about this, Connor. Uh, I I think Philadelphia is the better team, but, you know, we'll break it down in the next two weeks. Good hearing from you, buddy. We'll talk to you later.
2: Thanks for having me. See ya.
1: All right, bye-bye. All right, we got some more folks to get to, and uh, we are going to start with uh, Zach right here. Hello, Zach. How are you today? Hey, not too bad.
3: Hey, Grant, so in the last, like, week or so uh i've been looking at the king's schedule and it's like as i'm looking i'm looking my at right shit my sorry i'm my bad uh i'm looking like down the schedule and it seems like it's been a while since we've really gotten like a legitimate signature win i mean like i know that we played memphis philadelphia uh okc in the last uh couple weeks but like it seems like we haven't really gotten like a really proven win. Like I'm looking at the schedule; like the last legitimate win was against Cleveland on right. December 9th. So, and then obviously we played Denver. They just, uh, rested their stars, two of the stars. Yep, um, and so forth. So, what I'm getting at is how, because based on the teams that we've won, how do you legitimately like gauge this team of actually how good it really is? Because I'm sure I don't to know. I think it's a record. great
1: question. It's a great question. The Memphis game doesn't count. They didn't have John Morant and Steven Adams. They lost to Philadelphia twice. They lost to Philadelphia without their stars the other night. Um, Oklahoma City, they they beat, but Oklahoma City, you know, again, that was a good win, but Oklahoma City still below 500. Um, you're, you make a great point. I don't know how good this team is because I really – first of all, they're very inconsistent. So I think they're a good team, Zach. I, I personally don't think they're very good. I just think they're good. Uh, they're good enough to make the playoffs, but I'll tell you, if they lose to Aaron Fox or DeMontis Sabonis for any period of time, they're going to slide in a hurry. They're going to slide way I down mean, look in the at, standings.
3: Look at New Orleans. They've lost eight in a row since Zion went out.
1: Look at Phoenix without Devin Booker. Look at what happened to them.
3: Exactly. It's just like, because as you know, like, because I know early, on the, early in the season, like a team like Miami or uh, Chicago, they had like bad yep. record, but then like people would say like, oh, they're much better than the record. But uh, for like the Sacramento Kings team, I'm almost like worried. It's opposite. I almost feel like they're not as good as what the record legitimately was when they were eight games. I don't, I don't think
1: they're as good. I don't think they're as good as a 27 and 21 record would indicate. I think they're good, but I don't think they're that good. Um, to me, I look at the Kings pretty much as right now about a 500 team. That's how I see them. I mean, just the way
3: that they have played on the court or their body language and the terrible defense it's just kind of hard to say like oh this is a legitimate third seed in the league
1: well i'll tell you this you you help me out here let's say they finished third in the west this year and let's say that in the first round they ended up playing the golden state warriors or they uh or the lakers get um uh going with anthony davis now back and they had to play the lakers in the first round the kings would be the underdogs against both those teams if steph curry Draymond Green, Klay Thompson were on the floor. And if LeBron and Anthony Davis were on the floor, the Kings would be underdogs as a three-seed against those two teams.
3: Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, it was like that, what was it, two seasons ago when the Suns played the Lakers in the first round? The, uh, Suns yes. two seed? Yes. I yep. mean, obviously the Suns won because I think you know, what you Davis got injured in game two or three. So almost like well, we got lucky. On the
1: you know, Zach, and I got, I'm going to let you go, buddy, but I appreciate the phone call. Thank you very much. Here's the bottom line. There's many games left to be played. The Kings have a brutal schedule after the All-Star break, so we'll find out the answer to all the questions that you have. Good, Good call there, Zach. Hey folks, I want to talk to you about Z-Biotics. Let's face it, after a night with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to. I've got to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day. That is until I found Z-Biotics. Z-Biotics pre-alcohol probiotic drink is the world's first genetically engineered probiotic. It was invented by PhD scientists to tackle rough mornings after drinking. Here's how it works. When you drink, alcohol gets converted into a toxic byproduct in the gut. It's this byproduct, not dehydration, that's to blame for your rough next day. Z-Biotics produces an enzyme to break this byproduct down. Just remember to make Z-Biotics your first drink of the night. Drink responsibly, and you'll feel your best tomorrow. And again, I was a bit on the fence about Z-Biotics initially, but then I was at a birthday party. Uh, My buddy and his wife had rented out a restaurant, and I had a couple of drinks, and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to give this a shot tonight. And you know what, folks? Believe me, it is the real deal. Vacations, weddings, birthdays, reunions. Hey, there's so much going on, right? Get the most out of your spring plans by stocking up on pre-alcohol now. Go to ZBiotics.com grant to get 15% off your first order when you use grant at checkout. ZBiotics is back with 100% money back guarantee. So if you're unsatisfied for any reason, they'll refund your money no questions asked remember go to zbiotics.com grant use the code grant at checkout for 15% off thank you zbiotics for sponsoring this episode and our good times
4: with threats to our nation waiting around every corner adaptability is more important than ever when conditions change without notice quick strategic thinking is crucial and with obstacles consistently impending determination is essential in overcoming them It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
1: Let's get to Jerry. Hello, Jerry.
4: Hey, Grant. Thanks for taking my call, sir. How are you today?
1: I'm good, Jerry. Good hearing from you.
4: Hey, Grant, let me ask you a question uh, with the Tony Romo thing. Um, You know what? Uh... In your career calling basketball games, have you ever had somebody that would talk over you like Derek Dickey, uh, Jerry Reynolds, uh, Doug Christie, that you tell them, hey, you know what? When I'm talking, you don't talk. Let me just call the game. Yes. Have you ever had that problem? Oh, well, OK. Yeah, I
1: mean, I, Doug, Doug talked over me a couple of times on big plays. And, you know, the famous video of he and I during the Bogdan Bogdanovich uh, game winner three years ago. Uh, against the Lakers in Sacramento, you can see me putting my arm right up in front of his face, meaning don't talk. So, yeah. And Doug didn't do it anymore. I mean, Doug Doug was a fast learner. And so uh, Brian Wheeler, I'll tell you, I used to do games. Brian Wheeler used to sit in with me when I was doing games on the radio. And Brian couldn't help himself. And at the end of games and on big plays, I would reach over – And turn his microphone off. There's a little box with a toggle switch. And I literally would turn his mic off. Because I knew he couldn't control himself. So yeah, I I was aware of it. And that's what I would do. Yes.
4: So Grant, when you would put your hand up in front of Doug's face. uh, So did Doug know already? uh, Then that's when he doesn't talk? Okay. Yeah,
1: I told him. I said, if I put my arm in front of you. If I put my hand out. That means don't talk. He says, okay, I got you. So if I put my arm out. You know, with my hand up. That means don't talk, and he knew.
4: I see, uh, Grant. Let me ask you one more thing about the Niners. Uh, with uh, now, what's happening with uh, Brock Purdy? Now, uh, you know, if he does have that Tommy John uh, surgery, isn't it more than like oh, almost about a year before he can come back? Or uh, they, what he
1: what he has, I'm hearing, is a six month recovery. Now, I don't okay. know then how long it's going to take for him to be able to play football? I I don't know the answer to that, but I I don't believe it's the same for a baseball pitcher.
4: Okay. And then this, now uh, this will throw on this scenario. Now, Uh, would that make the Niners keep Jimmy Garoppolo one more year?
1: I don't see how they could have both Purdy and Lance and then have Garoppolo. I would say that's highly unlikely to have all three. I mean, if you're going to have Purdy and, 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 Lance, I don't know how you could have Garoppolo. It doesn't make sense for Garoppolo, and it doesn't make sense for the 49ers.
4: And how do you think Trey Lance would handle that, being the backup to uh, Brock Purdy?
1: Um, That's a great question. Um, You know, it's up to him to beat Brock Purdy out and show that he's a better player. So, if anything, to me, it would fuel him uh, to have a really good offseason.
4: You know, Grant, and uh, one more thing. I know I said one more thing a couple times ago, but, you know, this uh, whole... LeBron James seen Grant. Yes, he was fell Grant. And no, uh, I thought he traveled, but hearing your ex- explanation just, uh, just a couple minutes ago, you know, makes sense. But you know what? I mean, the Kings have been on the short end of that stick this whole season. All right. And yep. I'm not going to blame referees. You know, they didn't do this. They didn't do that. You know what? It is what it is, man. Right. You know what? You know, go no, to right. the next game and uh, try to figure it out next game. But Grant, Amen. You know, it's, it, it is just so nice to see LeBron James whining like he always does. And nothing ever happens. Now, let's say it happens to him and the LA Lakers. I'm sick and tired of it.
1: Jerry, thanks for the call, buddy.
4: All right, Grant. Thank you. Have a good day, Grant.
1: You know, and the fact that the NBA referees, the refs came out and talked about how they made a mistake. The same night as the game was played. Like, that doesn't happen when the Kings, when they, when they miss a call that cost the Kings a game. But oh no, cost the Lakers a game and it was LeBron, so we need to come out and make a statement. All right, let's get to uh, Lefteris. Lefteris, how are you on this Monday?
5: Good about you, John. Uh, Grant. I- I'm good. Um, Thank you. So, um, the Niners game, um, I think this is Trey Lance now job to lose because he's going to be the one, the offseason, the main focus now because yep. by the time uh, uh, that Brock come back, it's going to be August. So uh, if Park is okay by September, he probably will be like the backup. But still, the Nines, I believe they should have. I don't know. I don't think they're going to keep the same third-string quarterback they have because that guy yesterday didn't give you too much confidence. Um,
1: when no, 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 no. He, he he, he, he's not going to be on the team. He's not he's not part of the conversation. Here's the other deal. If we're talking about a third-string quarterback, you're not going to – you know. Purdy is an exception. He was the third-string. But that's that's a very unusual situation. Lifters, I'm telling you right now, when the season begins next September, if Brock Purdy is healthy, he's the starting quarterback. I'm just telling you. No, I don't. That won't matter how good Trey Lance does in training camp or anything else. If Brock Purdy is good to go, he will be the starter in week one for the 49ers, in my opinion.
5: Yeah. Uh, Well, yeah. If he wasn't hurt, but now he's not going to be ready.
1: Um, Well, you don't know that. We don't know if he's not going to be ready. We we don't know that he's, he may be ready by September. Yeah,
5: maybe. maybe. Let's hope so. So um, I don't know why everybody's so upset by the coach. Uh, I mean, he could do what he could do, what he had. I mean, it's not like he had a crystal ball that Brock's going to go hurt. Uh, yeah, and it's Joshua, not the coach's fault. Won. No, it's not. It's not. But um, another thing about the game, that game that uh, in fourth down when the Philadelphia guy touched the ball on the ground, he never really had a possession and didn't he show on the big screen? Do you think it was on um, purpose from the, uh, the know, guys on
1: the Yeah. Okay. No, I mean, listen, the big screen, the, the, they're not going to show on the big screen uh, the ball on the ground if it did. But they didn't have – that's the only replay they had at that point. You know, they. you got to remember, this is all fast moving. It's not it takes time to look at different angles. Even the network, even Fox didn't have it before the ball was snapped, right? So they didn't even have it, and they have, you know, all the – but the, video in the truck and they're doing all the they, they didn't even show up before the ball was snapped. They showed it afterwards.
5: But the league should have some uh, staff members that be looking at every play to make sure everything was done right. I yeah, mean, but left like,
1: Lefteris, yeah. it takes time. You can't just do it in one second. got to understand, the play is over, okay? The the Eagles are running up to the line of scrimmage, getting ready to snap the ball. It takes time to look at video. You can't, you know, it's not instantaneous. There's a process to it. It, it. it doesn't happen within ten seconds. Yeah,
5: yeah. That's why they were rushing up to do the uh, first down. Yeah, so they don't call of it. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. One more thing. Um, there was another instance where uh, they penalized the niners for uh, touching the punter uh, when yes. the guy he flew. Uh, I mean, he. I don't know. it is uh, fair? I mean, there, there should be a rule for that. I mean, it's not like he intentionally touched him. He just was. He uh, was in an the motion, and that ended up touching the kicker.
1: Unless you're blocked into the punter. Now there was some question on whether he was blocked into the punter, but you can't. You, you can't touch the punter. Period. And he did. Uh, Mike Pereira, who is, I think, the best in the business, didn't have a problem with the call, and that's good enough for me because Mike is extremely impartial. Mike is an uh, is great at this. He he thought it was the correct call.
5: Okay. Well, thank you so much, Graham.
1: Hey, Left Harris, thank you. It's good hearing from you. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay. All right, let's get to uh, Trent right here. On, Listen up. Trent, how are you?
6: I'm doing good, Grant. How's it going? Good. Good. Um, I promise I won't talk about the guy with no socks failing to win the tournament this weekend. I'm not going to talk about that, but uh, Romo's coverage of the game yesterday was just awful, and he was trying to draw corollaries to like the NBA and the nfl and it's like it's like what sean was saying earlier in the other show was it's like he's there to talk with nance before they go play golf and it's really it's really not really a high priority on their list to be able to cover the game just 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 a little bit as as well as greg olson but they don't even come close and um I think Greg Olson could be the second coming of Merlin Olson on the NBC side when he did it with Dick Enberg way back in the days. Do you remember Merlin Olson doing football with of Dick Enberg? Of course. I, I, honestly, I can't remember how good he was. Was he a good commentator?
1: Excellent. They were great. They were a great team.
6: Oh, they were awesome. All right. Well, I'm sad that the Niners lost, and I'm looking forward to – the uh, the next couple weeks so and uh, hope the I, I think the Eagles are going to beat the Chiefs uh, and they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna railroad them like they did the Niners so thanks a lot thanks for having me
1: thank you Trent appreciate it let's get to Waggus right here uh, listen up hey Waggus.
7: hey Grant how you doing I'm good buddy well I mean that was probably I felt so helpless as a fan yesterday watching that game I don't I mean, four quarterbacks get injured in one year. I, I've never seen anything like it.
1: Nope, me neither. Um,
7: so, obviously, that game was going to be a completely different game if we had our quarterback. Uh, but where, where do the Niners go from here, in, in your opinion? What is the best route?
1: I'm not sure I understand your question. What do you mean, what's their best route?
7: Well, I mean, with this whole quarterback situation, um, do they stick with Lance? Do they go with Purdy? They're going to try to get Tom Brady because they do have a team that can win now. That, that's what i there,
1: there's no way in the world you go out and get another quarterback. I, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, to me, they'll know in a very short period of time after the surgery about how what you know what what, what is best case scenario and worst case scenario for Brock Purdy playing next season with the 49ers, and if they feel that he can be a hundred percent by the first game of the season, he's going to be the starting quarterback, and if not, Trey Lance will be.
7: Okay, so so I'm guessing Jimmy's definitely gone this year. That there's no.
1: I can't see come. them keeping three quarterbacks, Waggus. Okay. I just can't see it. Okay,
7: so so because Purdy and Lance are on, I think, rookie contracts still. So let's just say if Tom Brady does want to come, you you still don't pull that trigger, in your opinion.
1: I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I don't think I I wouldn't unless unless you told me that Brock Purdy is going to miss at least half the season. If you told me that, then uh, maybe, maybe. But then but then, you know, why would I not just start Jimmy Garoppolo? I already know Garoppolo can play and we can win with Garoppolo. Why would I take a chance bringing in Brady when I already know that Garoppolo can win with this team? See, it doesn't make sense to me.
7: Well, I mean, it is Tom Brady, right? So that, that's why I threw it Yeah, but Tom
1: is going to be 46. So how, how much longer, waggas, are we going to be talking about Tom Brady? He's going to be 46 when the season starts next year. I yeah, mean, at probably, some point, yeah. you know?
7: Yeah, no, I get it. I, I was just saying because, you know, this team is built, and I, I guess every year it, it always just comes down to the QB, right? Whether Grapple yep. can't make a big throw or, you know, we get injured or, or QBs. Okay, so – all right, well, and then um, and then do you think that Aaron Rodgers gets traded this offseason?
1: I do. I now do. I didn't think so at the end of the season, but based on some of the rumblings and the the yeah, I do. I think he I think his days in Green Bay are over. Okay,
7: and uh I know that, you know, obviously, you know, you know you have, you know, we all have kind of our issues with LeBron, but he's still playing at an elite level. They're a completely different he's amazing with that. Yeah, I, I I've never seen anything like it.
1: No, nope. um, he's amazing.
7: But, and and they're a completely different team with Anthony Davis. Now, if he can stay healthy for five minutes, uh, right? But I, I guess what I'm trying to say is that you know, like this whole officiating thing that's going on. Obviously, it's league wide now because um, we've seen it too many times. Do you think that we may see a rule change where in the last two minutes there's like a, a there's like an expedited replay that comes into play like in the NFL?
1: Yeah, but the difference in the NFL is the play stops uh, after every snap. Where in the NBA, the play doesn't stop. It's continuous. So how would you do that? If there's a no call, okay, let's say there's a no call. That means the game continues to go on. Let's say the game goes on without a whistle for 60 seconds. And you go back and look. And that no call should have been a call. Do you now go back to that point and replay that 60 seconds over again? I mean, there's a different dynamic in basketball because of the the flow of the game and the fact that, you know, if there's a no-call, the game's still going on. You can't just stop the game. What are you going to do?
7: Yeah, but, I mean, I I will predict a change will come. I don't know what it is, but, you know, obviously – the referees so
1: but i appreciate taking my call grant thank you thank you Waggus. i agree with you i think there will be a change but i'm just saying it's not as easy as football that's for sure
0: lucky
7: land casino asking people what's the
0: weirdest place
7: you've gotten lucky
0: lucky in line at the deli i guess Haha. in my dentist's office
9: Hey Grant, I might have to take this off the air, soccer practice, getting ready to wrap up, but um, I have a question, do you think, as as I look at the NFL and I look at the NBA and the officiating, it seems like a lot of veteran officials have retired, and it's a lot of young, newer officials, and I remember a few years back, I think you had Mike Pereira on your show, and he yep. was talking about how there is just an absolute lack of people wanting to ref, and even put out an offer if you wanted to try to go to refereeing school. Do you think that's contributing to the league-wide problem? Uh, I do. I also think that a lot of officials
1: uh, have stepped down because they didn't want to take the vax. They didn't want to get vaccinated. I know in the NBA there are three officials that have a lawsuit against the NBA uh, because of that. So that there are the, the NBA lost some good officials. I'm sure it's the same thing on the NFL. Uh, eventually, this is going to be a problem because there are less and less people that want to become officials because of the abuse they take. I mean, think about it, Ryan. Who the hell would want to take that abuse that the officials get?
9: Oh, yeah. I mean, there, there's a certain personality. If you want to be around the game and you're not good enough to play it. I think there's yep. a small sub segment there that would want to do it. But yeah, for the most part, especially just starting off at the lower ranks doing a middle school game, you're going to get, you see it on YouTube. So you've already said it. Yep. So, okay, cool. I just wanted to uh, ask you that, Iman. Right, yep. Have a great night.
1: Thank you. And I, listen, I, by the way, I have officials uh, that are friends in all the four major sports, and I've talked to them about this. And I, I I've had very frank conversations. An official's worst nightmare is making a call at the end of a game that costs a team a game, a playoff series, or a championship that will haunt that official for the rest of their life. And it happens. And the officials fear that Their lives are never the same. Under those situations, go Google Don Beckinger just for one. And there are many others. So officials take all the heat, but when they make a mistake and it costs the team something they've worked all year for, it is not a position that anyone wants to be in. Trust me. All right, let's get to Jeff. Hello, Jeff.
10: Hey, Grant. How are you?
1: Okay, Jeff. What's up, buddy?
10: Well, major disappointment with the 49ers, but I, I'm in agreement with you. As soon as Purdy got hurt, the
1: game was Game's over.
10: over. It was it was done. And it was disheartening. You know, it was just a matter of let's just get this, wrap it up, we're done. I mean, you, you can't run the ball, you know, with eight men up on the line. It, just, it was done. It was yeah, but that's sports. So, so uh, listen to Sean today with his idea about if the NFL goes to keeping three quarterbacks, I can see the 49ers keeping all three. But that would have to be a rule change, I guess, for an extra to keep an extra QB to have three active or whoever you know right. that would be. Now, is Jimmy G? Well, you're you're allowed
1: to have you're allowed to have three quarterbacks on the roster. You can you can activate three quarterbacks. You can activate 10 quarterbacks if you want, but you only can have X number of players on the field. And so that's why that happens. The Niners could have had an active third quarterback yesterday, but they chose not to.
10: Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. Is Jimmy G still under contract with the 49ers, or is he a
1: free agent? Yes, he is. Okay. Uh, No, I believe he's still under contract.
10: Okay. I didn't know. I didn't know for sure.
1: I mean, I'll Uh, double check that. I'll I'll double check that for next season.
10: Because I I don't want the. You know Bogdanovich thing to happen where they don't get nothing for him. I, right. I could, exactly. I, I could see Salah being a a good old buddy and trading something for either one of those quarterbacks for the Jets. The Jets need a quarterback, so Lance or Jimmy G could go. There's no play. way in the world. There's there's
1: no way in the Jets are going after Trey Lance. That's not happening. I can guarantee you that. That is not happening.
10: No. Well, he knows him. So he knows. I don't him.
1: care. I know. You know what? You make too much out of it. He knows him. Don't you? You 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 make way too much out of that. Okay. You know, we're not. We're talking about Trey Lance here. We're not talking about Nathaniel Hackett knowing Aaron Rodgers when he was the MVP in Green Bay. It, you you can't. You know, the fact that Robert Sala knows Trey Lance. First of all, he doesn't really know him that well. And the, the second thing, what he does know of him. It would be very limited. He doesn't know if he can play or not. That there's, I'm just telling you, there's not a chance in the world that Jets are going after Trey Lance.
10: Right, right. Well, we'll see. We're going to see. Well, hey, the other thing is, I hear you on that Empire State Building. I will tell you what. Empire, oh my God! If the Golden Gate Bridge was lit up in Dallas Cowboy color or in Dallas Cowboy, right. the the whole Bay Area would have tore. They probably would have tore the bridge down.
1: That'd be like that would be like taking the Trans-America Building after the Dodgers beat the Giants in the playoffs and putting Dodger Blue on there. <laughs> no, I'm serious. That's exactly how, what that's like.
10: How asinine! I, I'm telling you, someone someone's going to get fired. Then they covered their ass by putting the Chiefs up there. Really
1: yep. quick. it's a joke. It's a joke.
10: <laughs> All right, Grant. Talk to you later.
1: See you, buddy. Have a good one. Right. Bye. Yeah, you just can't make certain things up. You really can't. As part of my rant today, just awful, absolutely brutal. Hey, don't forget, coming up at halftime tonight, I will be on uh, with uh, you all on YouTube. Ryan is uh, not with me tonight on halftime and post game, but he'll be back with me for uh, the Spurs game. So I'll be going solo tonight. Join me, won't you, on YouTube, uh, halftime and then uh post game show. Kings looking to uh, bounce back against the Minnesota Timberwolves. All right. Any more calls? Now is the time uh, because I am getting ready for a interview that I have to do. So if you want to get in on the program, that will be your last chance as I'm going to wrap it up in a moment. But I can't wrap it up without talking to John. That would be criminal. John, how are you?
8: Criminal? You're not going to jail for not taking my call, Grant. Don't worry about that. (laughs) Some people think that that would be the proper move if I can't put the one and only John on. Oh boy. Again, high praise. Well hey, just real there quick, I just I just wanted to say uh go Chiefs, man. Go Chiefs. And no matter who was coming out of the out of the AFC, I was gonna say go AFC no matter what after yesterday's game. And after yesterday's early game, boy, what a blowout that was. I was so glad to see a competitive contest in that second match. Yeah and man, yeah, thank was. goodness. It, it was fun to watch. It almost uh made me forget who is who is broadcasting that game? You know what I mean. Yeah, I understand what you mean. Embarrassing. I know. And hey, it's not like I hate. I mean, I've, I'm a Cowboys fan. I don't hate Tony Romo. The thing. No, I don't either. From his no. Oh, I fully understand. He's he's got great insight and so forth. He knows what he's talking about. But the way he steps over Jim, and I think uh, I I don't recall who was saying it earlier. It's almost like him and Jim Nance want to. It's like they're just talking before they go play golf. It's almost like. The, he, Tony's getting a little bit too complacent. You know, when he first started, he was good, and I mean, he's kind of the same act, but he's not the same act. He was good. He's—I don't know—he's just—he's even wearing on me. You know what I mean, Grant?
1: Yep, I'm with you on that. I like Tony Romo too. I interviewed him at uh, Lake Tahoe a couple of times cool. the Celebrity Golf tournament. He was great. I mean, a very likable, personable guy. I got no issues with Tony Romo as a person, but as an announcer, I think he's terrible. And I've been saying this. Uh, for uh, the, the last few years. I didn't just say this this week.
8: Oh, I fully understand. I've been paying attention. And well, like his first year, nobody was really slamming him. Even you weren't slamming and say, so, wow, insight. And he could uh, predict balls well, yep. but he's just not doing that. I know it's just not the same as it was. I mean, it's football though. I love football. I'm glad we got yep. one more game. Go Chiefs and hey, go Kings tonight. And I hope I'm going to be able to get in on your uh, halftime and post game. Well, but thank you, not, buddy. Go Kings. Oh, of course. And uh, I will talk to you later in the
1: week. Take care, John. Appreciate you. you All right. Quick show today. I got to do an interview coming up. Um, don't forget halftime, post game over on YouTube tonight. You take care, everyone. Thank you very much. We'll
8: talk to you tomorrow right here on Listen App at 4 o'clock Pacific.